Welcome to episode 63 of the Collector's Quest podcast. On this special episode, we have JBAM, who's not just here to talk about himself, but he's here to talk about this special fundraiser he's doing right now to help six-year-old Brooklyn, who's fighting liver cancer, and he also, aside from talking about his collection, he talks about how you can help. So please follow all the links in his bio and the link he gives out on the show. And if you can help, that would be great. Remember, every little bit helps. Stay tuned for the show. Hey, Kat, how's it going? It's good, but it's not just you and I today. No. 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 Did you not know this? Uh, no, I, I I mean, I guess I knew since I, I added him to the Skype call. Okay, you just sounded very unsure of this. Well, I'm skeptical about this guy. We brought him on against better judgment, <laughs> but uh, no. Uh, we have a, a very cool guest with us today, someone I'm excited to talk to, and someone everybody probably knows on Instagram because... He's super involved in the community. That's probably how you know him. We have Jay Bam or uh, Jay. Hey Jay, how's it going? It's it's going wonderful, and I have to say it's an honor to be on your podcast, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're you're very welcome. But uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, my yeah, pleasure. Yeah, it's nice to talk to somebody other than Johnny. Oh, damn. <laughs> no, I can right. I can see how that gets tiring. <laughs> right, to, uh, fucking both of you guys. Right to the point, huh? <laughs> Just oh yeah, nice to talk to someone other. You guys are both on the list. No, Johnny, I find you very entertaining. (laughs) (sighs) Thank you. My, I was gonna cry. You know, I'm I'm big on the tears. Yes. Well, you you can save them for one of those rants where you get really upset about something. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. People don't know when I rant. A lot of times there's tears in my (laughs) eye. Giant man child tears just welling from my face. Where where am I going? We have a guest. Why do you let me do this? Uh, because I am tired. Okay, we've established that when I am tired, I just kind of let Johnny go. So I will do my best, everybody, to wrangle him to some degree. Maybe not as good as my normal, but to some degree. All right, Jay, you're going to have to help her out and just... Look, I know you're good at cutting people off and talking over people. You're from New York, so just do what you do. <laughs> I got you. I'm ready. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, Jay, so one, uh, I, I mean, let's let's fill people in on a little bit who you are as a collector and and a gamer because uh, I know you're both you don't just collect and you don't just play games you 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 have a nice mix of both so um tell us tell us your story how you got into uh first video games in general well you know I I'm I'm an 80s baby you know I'm 34 you know I was born in 82 so I really caught the whole awesome ride of Nintendo and my sister was seven years older so I also grew up in a house that I know you're gonna hate this Johnny but I grew up with an Atari 2600 in there so I I, yeah I know but I I had both both of those experiences growing up so it was it's not really retro for me but I I definitely you know I relate to being a retro gamer it's really just my childhood memories and uh, as far as getting started it was about 13 years ago there was a store in Manhattan uh, called the I think 8-bit at the time I think they went under another name and just can't recall. And I walked in and I saw an NES sitting there. And I was like, wow, you know, I really missed that in my life. So I, you know, I did the right thing and I paid 
$20 retail, I believe at the time for a full, a great price, right? Uh, I picked it up and uh, my collecting started really slow because I just wanted to, uh, get those games that I had as a young child back in my life. As time progressed, you know, I started to get more and more in depth with the history of the gaming culture and, you know, of the production of the games. And, and I just got more and more fascinated. And I hear where I am today now as a completionist who's just trying to grab every single piece of gaming history they can get. And it's, 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 uh, it's amazing how humble I started, how slow it progressed and how fast it ended up snowballing into having literally a basement dedicated to retro gaming. So uh, it, it's amazing how quickly it, it, it takes over, isn't it? Like it doesn't seem like it. And you're like, Oh wow. I, I had a milestone. Like I own a hundred games now that that seems like a lot of video games, which it is. And then all of a sudden you're at thousands of video games and you're like, remember when I only had a hundred? That was I, nice. I miss that little closet. I do. I had that little closet in my old apartment where I had about 20 games in there and I would like have my friends come over and be like, look at this, you know? And now it's like, look at my 2,500 titles. Like, you know, and it's just amazing. And I, and I, I still get excited about those dollar titles you add in there. And, you know, it's not just about the heavy hitters. I still get passionate and excited about every single game I add to the library. I, I, I do enjoy it. I really do. Yeah. I, I, I know Kat can relate to the nostalgia uh, aspect of collecting too i mean all three of us started in that same vein we we weren't in it for the money or anything we said man we liked games like i know cat yeah. you, know, you were like oh here's a box of games and like right you got a pretty good deal and that's how you started actually i got my first stuff for free oh so yeah see so even better yeah but then that makes it like an easy snowball because you're like <laughs> oh, i didn't spend anything so i can spend this and then i can spend this and then i feel like you get to a point where you're like you have so many and then when you keep adding them in you're like it's not such a big thing because i already have a million of them not literally a million but yeah no it it becomes easier to justify yes for sure I, jay I'm, I'm sure you've you've done this one I, i've done this one well i mean that seems like a, a whole lot of money like 10 years ago, I'm like, that seems like a whole lot of money to spend on a game. And now I'm like, meh, yeah, all right. I mean, it's just the price of games now, so. I I couldn't imagine me now, you know, like the the past Jay collector, <laughs> seeing who I had become. Because I had this rule, you know, I started off really slow because I, I loved picking and hunting. And I know both you and a lot of people in the community know that those days are almost gone now. But I would never want to pay retail for anything. You know, I really enjoyed the picking hunting aspect. Now I cannot believe what I'm willing to pay for some titles. I, 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 it just, it's disgusting at times. I'm actually at the point where I'm debating whether I should pick up this copy of this game or pay my water bill. (laughs) It's getting, it's getting bad. (laughs) Man, your water bill must be very high. Thank God I got a lake across the street. It's all. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, you're in the city. People in the city smell. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Plus, uh, I mean, I, I don't want to reveal your career, but I, I think you work in kind of a manual job. You're like a manly dude. You can you can get smelly, yeah. right? That's totally fine where you work. Actually, I, I think talking about it actually kind of uh kind of ties into everything, right? I I am an elevator mechanic by trade, you know, and uh, it's I love the industry. I have a good time. I really enjoy the career. But what was kind of cool it has about its it ups was, and downs. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's ups and downs. Yes, it does. I'm, I'm <laughs> sorry, oh, Johnny. I couldn't stop myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all good, man. <laughs> I, well, yeah, you've never heard it. It's so original. Go I've never heard it. Go on. Yeah. Awesome. So I, I remember, you know, just uh, 
kind of like going, wow, you know, I really love this community that I'm kind of getting involved in. And I really have this different job, you know, and I got to see things that no one else gets to go and do. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this video game up on a roof. I'm going to take a shot of the city. You know, and that's, that's kind of the other thing. It kind of snowballed on Instagram. It was like, wow, you know, this is, this is New York. I love New York. I love retro gaming. You know, I, I get to go on rooftops and people don't get to see these views that I have. Let me, let me take some pictures and share it with, you know, like-minded people. And that kind of took off too on its own. And it, it, that was kind of fun. You know, it kind of made both job. It made Instagram a lot of fun for me and it made my regular everyday job a little bit different and a lot, a lot more exciting. I added more enthusiasm in my life. I'll put it that way. I'm curious how, how people react to you because one of the things you are definitely known for is your crazy shots in the city and with just regular people, you know, non collectors, just like in the middle of a street with a setup. So how do people look at you when you're like dropping a, a CRT in the middle of uh, like a New York, I guess, or an expressway, not a freeway, and, uh, you know, setting it up and taking pictures? Do you get looks? I'm curious to know that too. Oh, well. It's New York, so you kind of run the gambit of, you know, things. I've seen people grab their children's arms and pull them away from me, like if I was a nut, <laughs> which I'm okay. a little, little crazy. And then I've seen people come running up to me and being like, my God, I haven't seen this in 25 years. I can't believe you're doing this and, and thanking me up and down like I'm something special. I'm just, and there I am, just a regular grease monkey with a TV in the middle of the street and an iPhone. But, but I, I love it. I love it. You know, it, it when you run into somebody who, you connect with by doing this it's the best most rewarding thing you can do to have two strangers on a new york city street stopped looking eye to eye having a great conversation for a half an hour and that has happened and i gotta tell you that's a very rewarding thing for me uh as far as people thinking i'm a nut job and run away i got a really good laugh at it <laughs> yeah sorry. no i i mean i can you know new york like you said you can you uh, one it's it's densely populated and so just the amount of uh, reactions you could get, I'm sure, swing wildly. But I, I think it's great that that you're out there doing it, kind of being an ambassador uh, for games. Uh, that's the shots from you. I always remember is you on the street with like random people in some of the videos, and I always think that's you know that's really cool because you are connecting like um, with people outside of what we connect with on Instagram. Sure, sure, we all share our photos, and that's great. I'm not no disrespect to Instagram, but you're out there with people who don't look at it every day, and you know who who you might rekindle something in them that they haven't thought about in a while. And I think that's really cool. I, I had someone in my life, you know, very close to me kind of just like look at me and go, what the hell are you doing? You know, like it was just, you know, one of my, just, they couldn't understand. And I was like, guys, you don't understand what you don't understand is most people from the age of 45 down have had this experience growing up. I'm like, you don't realize how many people walking on, on the streets of New York love gaming. They're doctors, they're lawyers, they're, they're, you know, Con Edison employees working on the you know, power lines underground. It's everybody across the board. One thing we all have in common from basically 45 down is we grew up with gaming. And, and I, I love it. It's so much fun doing exactly what you're saying, connecting with people and they're like, wow, I love this. I forgot I love this or I currently love this. And that's actually happening on a daily basis for me. It's great. And I can't wait to have you two do this with me. I, I promise you, if you guys do make the trek out to New York, we are going to do an on the roads with classics for sure. <laughs> okay, I promise if, you. If we, I mean, Cat's probably easier to show up in New York than I am. Though I, I think my wife wants to take a trip out there, not not this year, but I think next year she wants to to go to New York. I've I've been twice in my life. 
So the door is always open for both of you guys. All right. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't love New York. I don't love the city. Really? Yeah, I don't like big cities at all. Though I though I live like people are like you're in Los Angeles. Los Angeles is is sparsely like placed. It, it's sprawl, mm-hmm. and I live in a suburb. Yeah, I, I really don't like the the feeling of being, uh, you know, amongst giant buildings. It makes me feel oh, weird. Man, I love it. I'm if, if, well, that tends to take me to places that are busy cities for work. So I love that. Like I I don't mind like going down. I don't mind even doing like a vacation, but. Like the idea of living, yeah, I, I it uh, weirds me out a little bit. I don't understand it. I don't understand like the traffic and just the the crunch and the frustration. Even though I put up with traffic and frustration every day, I, it uh, I find it overpowering. I, I had the same experience going out to L.A. for the first time, you know. But it was the opposite opinion. All right, what you're exactly what you're saying for me, my perception of big cities are these giant skyscrapers and everybody on top of each other. And I remember looking, driving around L.A., and I'm like, man, it's there's like no skyline, and these neighborhoods are wide open, and it felt very weird for me to be in a city like that layout. So I, I kind of feel you, but I ended up learn, I learning to love L.A., by the way. I think it's awesome out there. Oh. I got to go out that way again. Yeah, I, I don't love L.A. either. Uh, <laughs> like, there's just the traffic and the congestion. It, it has its its great parts. Um, you know, I, I live outside of Los Angeles, so it's nice that I that the city is there. You know that I can go to and get to. I like that. You know, if I lived in somewhere in New York, I'd probably have to live upstate and then you know, train in. That that have to be my style. I, I don't think I could survive amongst the buildings. You need the yard, right? It's not even the yard because, like, let's face it. How often am I outside? Not often. I, I don't want to be outside. I just like the idea of space. <laughs> it's like, uh, well, I live in California too, so I like the idea of the ocean, but it's not like I'm spending any time at the beach. But I like that it's close. I so want all of these things that I don't use, but I still want them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, it makes sense. I also collect these video games that I like. I have this. I'm never gonna play it, but I like that it's there. You can. You are- this is not a mental disconnect. This is. Uh, this is how I live. You okay. actually sound like a New Yorker, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> no, I want all these things that I could care less about. <laughs> I mean, I, it's not that I don't care about. I like that they're there. I like to drive past them. I also don't do well in the sun, so. That we both have in common. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Not so good. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we've talked about this, how I uh, basically mm-hmm. blister in the sun uh, the minute I go out there. My wife is Colombian. It's not fair. I, that's all I have to say. Vacation. I have to, like, hang out in the corner like Nosferatu. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> like, my whole yeah. life. SPF 50 and umbrellas. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. It's awful. You you feel like such an outcast, and they're just like, what? feels nice in the heat, and you're just like, I wish I was <laughs> I wish I wish was in the shadows. I feel bad for her. She married an albino. I mean, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, you're from this beautiful climate in South America, and here I am, you know, uh, like so, red as a lobster in so two seconds. <laughs> how, how did that work out? Because um, I'm I'm Italian and then uh, Euro mutt, so I'm like half Italian and then Euro mutt, uh, <laughs> and I got none of my dad's traits except for the greasy skin. So thanks for that. So mm-hmm. that means I'm also pale, super pale and greasy, which means I basically make my own suntan oil. So I crisp up real quick. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah. So how did this happen to you? Because aren't it's it's going to be just the same story you just told. I'm okay. Spanish and Italian. I'm Spaniard and Italian. My family, like I have people that, that are olive skin. They they are, you know they do great in the sun. I have a red beard and I look Irish. Yeah. I don't understand what the hell happened. I don't mind looking Irish with the right accent. It does very good with the girls at the bar. 
But what I don't like is going to the beach. Right. <laughs> I have my everybody in my family tans great, but me, pale as a ghost. <laughs> yeah, this my, my dad walks on the sun. Whatever, just turns a, a nice golden brown, and I'm just like, all right, cool. I'm pink, going pinker, and now blisters. Great, perfect. I'm so jealous of people that can tan. John can get like a nice tan. He never puts on sunscreen. He never burns. Are you, are you also of the pale folk? Uh, oh, I'm burn so in the ghostly. Sun? I'm like, I, I to the point that. Well, I've never gotten like a, a tanning bed or anything like that. I don't even try and go out in the sun and tan. I'm because I just burn. Uh, but to the point where I have like three different lines of foundation that actually have colors light enough. John always jokes that you can turn off the lights and I'll be a nightlight. Nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Moonburn. Yeah. I, I actually embarrassing story when I was in my early twenties decided I was going to get tan and I was going to just force it. So I went to tanning beds for a little while. For like, oh my god! <laughs> for three months, I tried to tan, and could not tan. So hopefully, I did not give myself cancer. I tried so hard, and just it never. I never got anything but pink. So I I turned pink, and then a brighter shade of pink, and then just turned white again. I just load up on the aloe. I'm ready to go. The mi- minute May is over, I just have aloe plants all over the house. That's my. That's it. That's yeah, what yeah. I do, man. It, it's supposed to be sunny and uh, like in the 80s here all this week. And I was like, ooh, yeah, better better make sure I stay out of the sun. That's, <laughs> that's great. I'm already prepping for that. Um, what, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. We should all get together for Halloween and then we could be the Pac-Man ghosts. Yes, we can. We're all pale. <laughs> we'll do, oh, we'll yeah, do the blue versions, easily. though. Yeah. We'll just do the blue versions, though. Okay. Works for me. Works for me. I'm good. <laughs> cool. All right. Uh, why don't you tell us um, a little bit more about your collection, and then we'll we'll talk about our main reason we brought you on, which is uh, this charity event you're hosting on. So, but tell us about your collection because you have kiosks, and you you said briefly that you collect like everything. But what is your main focus, and, and like what does your collection look like, and what is it mostly comprised of? And what's your favorite thing to play? Because that's always my I'm always curious when we talk to collectors about that. It, you know, well, let's start with that one first. I. I can't wait to get all the Sega fanboys hating me, but I have to say it. I still love the Super Nintendo. I think that to me, to me, that was my favorite system growing up. I think the library is chock full of great games. I love shmups. I love 2D fighters. I love platformers. So Super Nintendo. And then in a close second for me is NES. Love NES. Favorite game of all time? Mike Tyson's Punch Out. And there's a little back. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a, that's a, there's a little backstory. I'll be brief because I know we got a short show to do. And, but, uh, my father was actually a boxer, as was most of the guys in my family. Now, my father's a tough street guy from Harlem. Okay. He don't do video games. That's it. The only game we ever played together in my entire life was Mike Tyson's Punch Out. And I got him to play it 25 years later, which was fantastic, oh, which nice. was this year. So, you know, that, that's why it's my favorite. Uh, as far as collecting is concerned, I consider myself an opportunistic buyer. Okay, the reason why my collection is all over the place is because I'm real, quite willing to grab what's in front of me if it's the right price and I don't already have it. Because okay. I, I love, I love gaming. I don't care if it's a bad game. I don't care if it's a good game. I don't care if the game is a $500 game for the right price. I don't care if it's a dollar game. I get excited about every pickup I get. That's why that's why it keeps snowballing for me, because I have never lost that enthusiasm for it. But the thing that I really love to collect the most for um, is CIB consoles. 
it's becoming a problem because I can no longer fit any more CIB boxes. <laughs> like it's, it's a hard thing to collect for. It's, it's, it's tough enough to have a ton of consoles in the house, but now you have, you know, eight different NES variant boxes, you know, stacked up on a wall. So that it does get very tough. Uh, the other thing I love, which is also very tough to collect for is kiosks. Um, thank God they're really expensive because I would have to buy another house. I just can't afford to do, uh, satisfy my kiosk crave. By the way, if anyone's listening, virtual boy kiosk, this guy right here is looking for one. So let me know. Got to throw that in there. Okay. That's just my, the little that's countertop my, one. Oh yeah. That's my holy grail. I mean, that, that's definitely for me as far as kiosks. I did have a great pickup lately. I, I know you guys saw, which was, uh, it's incomplete. I don't have the monitor nor the base for it, but I did just pick up a Sega Master System kiosk, which, my God, I can't believe I even own a, that kind of piece of history. I mean, that thing is just it's amazing. Is it the 10-in-1? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I think it's actually, I didn't even get a count. I think it's like 16 in there, actually. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll get like back that. to you on that. Yeah, it's the, the like rectangular one with the, the slots up in the left. Yeah, so you take the cap off the top, right? You have the top yeah. cover. And then you have these proprietary, which I don't have yet. I'll get into that too quickly. But you have these proprietary cartridges. You don't, they, it actually doesn't even work off of the Sega Master System cartridges that we know of, like that we put into our Master System. It actually, they're, they're actually demo kiosk cartridges and cards. There's a few cards in there. Uh, those are currently actually sitting with our good friend, uh, the video game Boost Corner guy, Rob. Oh, okay. Yeah. Our, uh, there was a guy who had them that I tracked down, and he lived in Philly, and so does Rob. Rob's right outside Philly. So I had him actually go to Rob's store. So I'm waiting to see Rob in a few weeks. So I cannot wait to get that fired up for everybody. Nice. That will def- that will definitely be what I'm playing soon. <laughs> I cannot wait. Okay. Uh, I've got a follow-up question. Okay, so you've said um, what you like to collect a little bit. But give us like a couple of favorite pieces in your collection. Okay, um, start with the consoles. I, I think that I just posted it actually today. I think that the uh, Panasonic Q is the prettiest system I've ever seen. So when I remember when I got that CIB that day, I was I was doing backflips. I absolutely love that piece. Uh, I have an FM Towns Marty, and for a lot of maybe a lot, not a lot of listeners know that that's actually the first CD-based console. Okay. And that that was a Japanese release only. So I I absolutely love that. Um I have Mario tattoos all over my legs. So I I know you guys already know that cuz you know I'm the idiot running around with shorts all day showing my leg off. But I I I love the Mario series. I don't care if they're not worth that much. Those are games that'll stay with me for the rest of my life. Um favorite obscure pieces. Uh, let me see what else. I, I, I bonks adventure for NES. I, I, I love TurboGrafx-16. So I love the fact that I have a bonks NES cartridge, you know, cause it just kind of ties in cross genre. Uh, I'm trying to think what else is really exciting. My Game Boy kiosk. Can we go there? Yeah, sure. The, okay. Game Boy kiosk, guys. I'm not trying to rub it in, but that thing is the only way to play a Game Boy. I know. Uh, oh, yeah. It is unbelievable. You still have the, the, the good old feel playing on a green screen. But it, first of all, it's a CRT, so it's lit. You can play it in the dark. It's big. It's right in front of you. It's so comfortable to play. I, I don't think I would be able to get rid of that. And my other favorite piece in the collection, hands down, my Sega Genesis kiosk. I know I love the Super Nintendo, but there's something about that particular kiosk 
that I love. You know, it had the six, uh, six cartridge switcher in there. Okay. Awesome. It's just, it, it takes me right back to Toys R Us when I was a kid. Like instantaneously, I stand in front of that thing and I like, I just like, I'm two feet shorter and I'm trying to reach up to the controller. And that's the feeling I get every time I get there. Another one probably because it's so obscure. I love the laser active. Uh, I know you guys are familiar with it, but for those of you listening, if you're not, the laser active is a system that was, uh, it's actually a laser disc player. Right. Which was, has it, modules. Oh, so cool. It's so cool. So they did, uh, they did a PC engine, a Sega Mega Drive, a Sega Genesis, and they did, um, a TurboGrafx 16 module, you know, and you would just pull this module out. And depending on which module you had in, you can play uh, uh, those cartridge games, but also those CD-based games in this LaserDisc player. And the LaserDisc itself had its own LaserDisc games. Yeah, which is pretty amazing. That's that's one of those systems that I, I kind of want to get, but I've never quite pulled the trigger on. You know, it, it's, it's in hard. an ugly box. Yeah. Just, just, it just looks like a piece of electronics, like 80s electronics. Exactly, exactly what I was just about to say to you. John, you know, it's not pretty. It's no. But when you but when you hold this thing in your hands and you're like, my God, this is 20 pounds of retro technology crammed into one ugly box. You're like, wow, man, it, it just the amount of effort that was put into this thing. I, I just love it. Yeah, no, it, it's one of the things I've almost bought one of these about five or six times. But one, it's huge. Two, it's heavy. And then even if it's in the box, it doesn't it just doesn't display well. And a lot of my stuff I want to display. Like, if I was just going to use that as my primary system to play those things, I would totally just do that. But I've, I decided to go with the Turbo Duo and just, um, JVCXI instead of one of those. So, it's a much smarter idea. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's, no de- there's no debating it. Guys, for everyone who's listening to this show, I look in the mirror half the time and go, you are an idiot. Because <laughs> I'm like, you have no basement left because of the, what you collect. You don't have to, Try to get everything, and you don't have to get all these ridiculous things that I'm picking up. Do what Johnny's doing. Be practical sometimes. You know, get the smaller system that plays the same exact thing. I think you're the first person ever to call me practical. <laughs> I was well, gonna say, I would not consider well, you practical. Whoa. Wow. If, well, I, if, if in your world I'm practical, don't show me your world anymore. <laughs> Scott, I have way too many gigantic things I collect. I, I love looking at your game room because it looks so organized. It's so beautiful. The same with you, Kat. I look at my game room and I'm like, yeah, you know, this is really, really impressive and it looks great and all, but it just looks like technology threw up in the room. Like that's all. There's wires everywhere. There's odd shaped boxes on top of everything. So yeah, I love what you guys do. I remember jumping on uh, Instagram a year and a half ago and I was in awe of, of both your accounts. Honestly, I, I was, I was really touched when you guys actually started interacting with me because I, th- you know, spread, right now, I still don't even consider you guys peers. I consider you guys definitely over what I do. You have such complete libraries, and I respect that so much. Well, so I don't, I don't think it's, a, I don't think it's about levels. I mean, I think that's the nice thing about Instagram, where all people mm-hmm. who like to show our, show our video games, we all love video games, and it's not, you know, this, the idea of like in forums and stuff, this idea of like classism and like mm-hmm. levels of collectors get built in. I don't really ascribe to that. I'm, I'm just a person who likes games, and I like to collect and. That's why Instagram appeals to me is I finally get to share that with others. And if there's like-minded people out there, great. You know, it doesn't matter if you got I, 10 games or, or 10,000. I feel, I feel that way a hundred percent. But what my, my feelings towards you guys and people like you is the dedication. 
right? It's that I, I tell people professional, I constantly tell people on my page, it's not about the size of your collection. It's about the passion. I mean, you can go to, you can go to a million posts and hear me say that to people. But however, I look at your collections and I go, the dedication, you know, the effort you guys put into making these libraries complete, tracking down cards, not just manuals, but cards for, for the CIB games you have. Unbelievable. And so I have a lot of respect for it. It doesn't make you a better person than the next guy next to you. And it doesn't mean that you have more passion than that, but it's the effort you put into it. I have a lot of respect for just well, hands down. Well, thank hands you down. for that. Yes. That's very nice to hear. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to segue us. I'm, I'm sorry. That's okay. We're, unfortunately, I want, we're, we'll have to bring you back and talk to you more because we could just sit here and banter for a long time but there's a very important event going on and i want to make sure we talk about it before we get any of that viewer drop off um who doesn't who doesn't listen past the middle of the episode you guys know who you are stop doing <laughs> johnny's uh, gonna point you out yeah um guilty like i said uh there there's something important going on and it's what you're doing and part of how you're connected to the community and why you are even involved in this event and i want you to tell us what you're doing who you're doing it for what it's about Okay. Um, let me start off by briefly saying that every day I wake up feeling like the most blessed guy in the world. I just wanted to connect with a few people that were like-minded. That was my intention when I got on Instagram. I got inundated with love and affection and friendships that I, I can't be more thankful. I promised myself this year that I was going to try my best to help out somebody in the community because they touched the story touched me. Um, there's a little girl, Brooklyn, and some of you guys on Instagram are very well aware it's going on with Brooklyn. Brooklyn is a six-year-old girl who's been fighting liver cancer for about a year and a half now. Um, as of January, she received a liver transplant, so things are going very well for her. But, you know, the family incurred a lot of costs throughout this whole uh, journey. So what uh, a few of my friends and I decided to do, uh, we're going to throw a retro party. And it's going to be at a tattoo shop on uh, in Washington Heights in New York City on March 19th. The tattoo shop is Black Attic Tattoo Studios. And it's going to be a, be a great event. I'm actually taking most of my collection, and I'll be setting it up. It's a very posh store front. Uh, we're going to have a lot of artists. Uh, we're going to have DJs. Uh, so what we're going to do is every everything that's collected at the door is going to go directly to Brooklyn and her family. Uh, this isn't for profit. This is definitely 100% for charity. We've had gamers from all over the Instagram community donate uh, different items like uh, Game Boys, uh, obscure games, sealed CIB copies of games. We had the Mega Man helmet. Right, the list goes on. Those things were donated from fellow gamers in our community uh, so that we can sell those at the party and maybe do a uh, claim sales well on IG so we can raise as much money as possible. We also have a, a donation site set up that I, nerds, geeks, and gamers help me with. Uh, you can find the link in my bio under my page. Uh, so if you can't make it to the party, you can, you can donate. We're a community of thousands and thousands of people. You know, we all can make a difference collectively. You know, that's how I look at it. Together, we all can move a mountain. If, if one of us just stood up and said, you know, hey, I'm going to throw a dollar at this account because I can't make it to the party. But could you imagine if 4,000 of us just jumped up and did that? You know, that's, that's, that's the beauty of this community. And, uh, I felt the love early on and it's really special this group of people i haven't seen that in other communities i really do think that this particular community that us three are a part of are made up of some of the best people i've ever met 
they've helped me out in bad times too. Like, you know, you don't see people's face, you know, behind the screen. I've had people in this community that barely knew me reach out on my worst days and they, and they, they filled my cup up, you know, and I just want to do this as much as I can also, you know, especially for Brooklyn. It's, it's going to be a good event. I wish you guys could make it too. I know you guys are all the way out in Canada and, and California. God, I wish you guys could make it. Yeah, can't make it, but I, I think I'll be able to donate. That's that's not a problem at all. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, but the the traveling is not going to happen, unfortunately. But I am one hundred percent rooting for this event, which is why why we we uh, got you on in such a compressed schedule. So thank you for making that time. I wanted to make sure that we got the word out to as many people as we could, as well as you know, not just sharing it on our page, but actually coming here and giving people a little bit deeper. Uh, you know, information on, on what's going on and why they should be helping out. I, I just can't thank you guys enough. I really am humbled by the support for this. I really am. Uh, and it's just an amazing it, thing you're doing. Uh, well, you know, I'm not really, you know, I told someone, someone said that to me a little while ago, and I almost feel a little uncomfortable. I appreciate that statement, but I almost feel a little uncomfortable. The way I look at it is I'm only kind of giving back all the love I gotten. I came out of nowhere with this. You know, and, and my intentions were not to to be, you know, um, in the center stage of, of a community with you guys. My intent was just to be like, hey, my name is Jay. I mean, that's actually how we met, Johnny, right? Like, hey, my name's Jay. I love doing this. I love what you got. You know, can we talk? Yeah. It, it, I feel very I feel very humbled at times by this whole experience. It, it's you guys that really are special. You know, who am I? I'm just, you know, I'm just a guy who knows a friend who owns a tattoo shop and saw thousands of other people's, you know, bringing this cause to my attention. Well, I, you know, I think so. I think that's selling it short. It it takes uh someone with a passion and drive and to take action, you know. Uh lots of people saw this, lots of people knew about it, but very few people took action. So, taking action is an important step. It's like having a great idea. Great ideas are, you know, they happen every single day, but unless you act on it, then that means nothing. I think that's a great way of putting it. So I can't, yeah, I can't argue with that. Thank yeah. you, Johnny. Thank you. Thank right. you. Well, I think that's going to wrap up most of the show. We'll do a real quick uh, rundown of uh, what we bought and what we played. But I, I do want to thank you again for, for doing this event, for, for helping out with Brooklyn. I'm sure they 100% appreciate it. And anyone who's listening, if you can help, um, we'll list the info in the podcast description. Please go ahead and help. Even like Jay said, if if it's a dollar, a dollar is better than zero dollars. So if you can help a little, that will help a lot. Okay, so segue uh, very abruptly. Cat, <laughs> what have you bought and what are you playing? Okay, so I bought. The, I, I tried to explain this earlier, and I'm going to totally mess it up. I bought this little Android thingy that looks kind of like the shape of a 3DX. It's called a GPD. XD for anybody who wants to look it up. I don't know much about it. Just came in the mail today. I'm going to post it up on my Instagram and then once I've had a little bit more time with it, I'll post up everything that it does and if I actually like it. <laughs> so, um, that's what you bought. Are you, are you playing anything or is that the, the plan is to play that as well? Well, the plan is to play that. Um, I, I kind of had a little oops at work today, so uh, I'm a little later finishing up today. So I would have already had been playing that, um, but that will be coming tonight. So I guess you'll have to stay tuned. Okay. And you haven't got to Zelda yet? No, I haven't. Um, John has, uh, 
he's actually had some downtime, which I'm really jealous of, but he's only meh on it. So I don't know, Johnny, don't be selling it short here. I'm going to punch John in the face. That's happening. Wow. Okay. Punch him in the face. Zelda is great. I won't have his fucking back talk. Okay. I'll let you two sort that out. I'm kidding. (laughs) Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Uh, Jay, what have you bought? Well, to show you guys how sophisticated I am as a gamer, I just picked up Boogerman. I haven't had that game in about 20 <laughs> years of my life. For what so system? I've, Super Nintendo uh, or Genesis? Sega Genesis. I got to go three button on this one. Okay. So I had I had Boogerman years ago, and I I no longer. Oh, my wife just came home. Hello, hey. Right in the middle of my Boogerman spiel. She loves me, guys. She does. Um, yeah. So I got Boogerman. I haven't played it in a long time, so I'm looking to run through this game this weekend. I'm very That's excited. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. And are you playing? Have you been playing anything aside from that? I mean, you um, haven't got to that, but are you playing anything else? God, the last thing I played, it's, you're going to laugh. The last thing I played was Waterworld on the Virtual Boy. I uh, to think about this week. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to laugh. You know, a weird thing just happened. I was in my Waterworld box, my Virtual Boy one, and my card is not there. So I'm, I'm wondering oh. if it's in one of my old Virtual Boy and one of the head units I have out in the garage. So I have to go find the cart, or I have to yeah. rebuy... Waterworld. Yes, you do. And it's you kind need of to find that card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's going to hurt. Yeah, it's going to... Because w- buying Waterworld once hurts. Buying Waterworld <laughs> twice really hurts. Right. Anyway. Oh, my God. So hopefully in the next episode, the what are you buying and what are you playing episode uh, portion is not what did I buy being Waterworld next week. Well, I hope it's not. I'm, I'm hoping you yeah. go and you find it. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm rooting for you, Johnny. That's thanks. expensive. <laughs> yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Spending money on Waterworld hurts my feelings. Um, is, which is a movie I spent money on in the theater. I I love it. Don't judge me. Oh, <laughs> I love yeah, the I love, movie. Oh man, I saw a double feature of that and Clueless when I was in high school. Oh my god! And I want you to know, I thought I was going to hate Clueless and love Waterworld. Totally the opposite. <laughs> have you watched Clueless since then? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I think and do I you watched... still love it? Yeah, I do. I, I have okay. a soft spot for Clueless. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Clueless just... is a better, smarter movie than people realized. And I, at the time, I completely wanted to hate it. I was one of those kids who just was like, "I'm too cool for this shit." And yeah. then I watched <laughs> Me it, too. and uh, I, I enjoyed it much to my anger. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. Yeah, uh, it was like same kind of thing with Brad Pitt. Back when I was a teenager. Growing up, Brad Pitt was everybody's everything. Sexiest man alive. It's like you're 16, all you hear about is stupid Brad Pitt. And you're like, God, I hate this stupid idiot. And then you watch a few Brad Pitt movies and you're like, fucking guy's all right, I guess. Fine, I kind of like Brad Pitt. Okay, so he was good in Interview with the Vampire. Okay, fine, he's good in 12 Monkeys. God damn it, I like Brad Pitt. Damn it. He's not bad on the eyes either, Johnny. No, look, look, he's an attractive man. Uh, That's not for me, but... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I can see it. He's an attractive dude. Your dog my, agrees. My dog, my dog just barked. Man, like, thank you, thank you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, he's like got your back on that one. Well, that's my. He's wise. My fourteen-year-old buddy. <laughs> so, what have I bought? Since these podcasts are kind of close together, this is going to be weird for. I haven't bought anything. So everybody remember this. But it's only been like two days or three days since our last podcast. Okay, but it still has happened. This is only the second time in the history of all of this podcasting that this has happened. So this is like a landmark. Yeah, 60. This will be episode 63. So 63 times. This has happened twice. Yeah, it's a milestone. (laughs) Yeah, and we've had episodes where we've gone back to back and I've had things to buy. 
I've bought stuff on the show. <laughs> so, you know what? We could blame it on Zelda. That's all you've done. All you've done is play things, so you haven't had time to shop. That's that's true, and I that's what I've been playing. I've been playing Zelda. So okay. there it is, and Fast RMX, uh, which is is good as well. So oh, you, uh, I forgot to ask you guys. You guys, did you guys pick up the Switch yet? Before I did. You, go? you did. I did. And I you, Cat? No. Nope. nope if did you, you try the game? Did you taste the game, Johnny? I gotta know. Yeah, it yeah, tasted. it tastes awful. It's got, it tastes like bitter <laughs> apple. I can't yeah. believe it. <laughs> no, I, I told you they put it in there so kids don't eat the games because they're so small. It, you know, it's brilliant, but now more people are gonna try the game. Well, no, this is this, this is great. This is the point I want to make. In 20 years, because uh, unlike 3DS and DS games, it's really hard right now to tell if they're fake. In 20 years, you're gonna be able to lick one of these Switch games and tell if you've got the real deal. Oh my oh, god! You know, you know, it's it's bad, but like I'd probably do that. Like I know those games probably have been in the most god awful places over the last twenty years, but I'm such an idiot. I'll do it. Hey, this game's real, man. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Let me look it. <laughs> That's how we're gonna end it. They're real. All right, everybody. Uh, thanks for tuning in today. Please remember to go out to those sites I will have listed. Let's help support Brooklyn and Jay. Tell us where we can find you on Instagram. Uh, my it's a simple name. It's J Bam. It's J A Y B A A M, and that's uh, my page on Instagram, guys. Thank you. Tell us again how they can help Brooklyn and where they need to go for that. Okay, if you want to make a cash donation, uh, you can go right to my page and right in my bio, the link is there. Uh, so just go to J Bam, J A Y B A A M, and that's my page. Or if you like to actually make a physical donation, anything retro gaming or gaming, you know, something that we can sell on your behalf to raise money for Brooklyn. Uh, we'll be taking those at Black Attic Tattoo Studio at 120 Dykeman Street, New York, New York, 10043, and put Attention J-Bam there. Uh, that would definitely be a great help. Or you could have a lot of fun and actually go to Black Attic Tattoo Studio on March 19th. We're going to be partying from 2 p.m. in the afternoon to 10, 10 p.m., so you got eight hours to come. It's going to be $10 at the door. We'll have food and drinks there. A lot of my collection will be there, so we're going to do a lot of gaming. Everybody who's seen my room knows I got about 20 CRTVs, so, and I have a bunch of kiosks, so we're going to have that lined up there. And uh, we're going to get some arcade machines in, too. All right, and they can also reach out to you directly if they have something they want to send to you? Yes, yes. You, you know, I'm, guys, I'm the most accessible, uh, accessible person you can, you can contact, I swear to you. If you DM me, I will get back to you. I promise you that. So if you have any questions, you know, don't be afraid to just hit me up. And not just for Brooklyn, for anything. If you guys are like, ah, I need help with this, it's retro, you know, feel free to contact me, guys. I'm here for everybody. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming on today. And Kat, where can we find you? You can find me at Catsylvania, K-A-T-S-E-L-V-A-N-I-A. And I'm Johnny, J-O-H-N-N-Y underscore I-U-C-C-I. You follow me on Instagram, maybe. If not, <laughs> then go to GameOverJohnny.com or wherever you find this podcast. I'm not as accessible as Jay, because Jay is easy. But, uh, yes, I, I am. Yes, but, I am. <laughs> but I'm pretty accessible. <laughs> so on that note, see you later, everybody. Thanks for listening, and be sure to help Brooklyn. Good night.